In these harrowing times, three women step forward to expose the ridiculous and untrue stories bouncing around the internet and the world. Basically, a feminist librarian, geologist, and public health expert walk into a bar and discuss the stuff that we know is a little off the center of true. This is The Triple Hoax. Right, we're going to kick off with a little bit more of a um, personalized introduction, I suppose. Some of our feedback from our last episode was that we needed to introduce ourselves a little more thoroughly. So I'm Bess. I'm going to be our host for today. I am a librarian professionally, and I really love doing research and reading things that make me angry, apparently. <laughs> So I'm going to kick it over to Nancy. Hello, friends. I am Nancy. Uh, my professional life, I am a public health professional. No one knows what that means, so I'm always having to explain to people. And it's okay, listener, if you don't know either. You're, you're with good company. Uh, public health is basically to make sure that the things that could cause people to get sick never happen. So basically public health works best when you don't know it exists. So most of the time we're doing a pretty good job. In my spare time, I like to angrily question the system and yell about feminist stuff on the internet. George? (laughs) My name is, I am George. That is me. Professionally, I am a environmental geoscientist. And most of the time when I say those two words together, people are like, oh, like, they try, they're trying to sound like they know what I'm saying, but they don't, which is fine because it's, yeah. But that basically means is that I am dedicated to taking care of the environment involving multiple earth systems like the water cycle, like our rock cycle, things like that. Um, so I'm very dedicated to educating people about nature and uh, environmentalism. Um, and then in my spare time, I'm also deeply engaged in that. And I also love memes. So that's me. <laughs> I always yeah. tell people you like to be outside and you love rocks. I do. I do. Yep. And just mm-hmm. as a reminder to our listeners, Nancy and myself, Hello. George, are our sisters. And we wish Bess was our cousin, but yes. she's our BFF. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why I don't sound quite like them. (laughs) Um, I guess I I didn't really talk about my hobbies, except that I liked reading stuff that made me angry. But I also like uh, knitting and cats. So think Mm, about the most mm -hmm. stereotypical librarian you can Mm, think of. mm. And uh, that's me. So so, uh, let's batten down the hatches and uh, get started. This first section of our podcast, we're going to talk about the background oh of our boy. topic today. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, I got to choose the topic today, and I only vaguely regret it. <laughs> we are, uh, we're talking today about flat earthers. So we're talking about people who believe in 2017 that the earth is flat. <laughs> so did you guys have fun uh researching uh, uh, you know I, 
I just don't like, I still just don't understand like <laughs> I, what satisfaction you get from thinking this. Like, like I can't put myself in that headspace. But it's it's fine because I don't want to be converted. So well, it's good. I mean, because because my degree is so rooted in the fact that the earth is round most of this i was just i don't know i just felt a little immune like sh like sure i was mad and i was like well this is dumb but i was just like well this is such an irrefutable truth and it doesn't matter if these people believe it or not like you know so i i i completely empathize with your rage but i didn't feel quite as ragey this week as i'm sure i will other weeks but it's ridiculous right. it is it is ridiculous. So I'm going to give a little bit of a history for our listeners about what flat earth theory entails. Right on, I'm going to talk right a little bit about some of the quote unquote proof that they <laughs> provide. <laughs> uh, and then I'm going to talk about a couple other things that I came across in my research. So flat earth theory is the belief that the earth is not an oblong spheroid, but it is a <laughs> flat disk with a hemispheric dome above. The moon and the sun orbit the dome in a circular motion. Uh, my favorite little bit is that the moon and the sun are small. They're approximately 32 miles in diameter. What? <laughs> and <clears throat> they, they just kind of... They just kind of go around in a circle above the dome. They orbit that. So this is completely disregarding a heliocentric model of the solar system. Right. I just couldn't get over that. I was like, no, no I know. on top of this. Like, <laughs> right? It's crazy. You can't engage in just it's one myth. You have to engage in two, no. apparently. Well, and I'm gonna, I want to talk about that later, too, because it seems like flat Earth theory is tied up in so many other conspiracy yeah, theories. Yeah, yeah that's that, what like, I found too, yeah. If you're the type of person who's gonna believe the Earth is flat, you're also the type of person who's gonna believe that the moon yeah. landing was fake. And yeah. you're gonna believe that, um, I don't yeah. know, it's like aliens a don't drug. Or yeah. perhaps yeah. vaccines don't work. Exactly. It's like, a, it's like a gateway drug. It's like what people yeah. thought pot was. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but a conspiracy theory. So one of my other favorite little tidbit that I found out was that, so the Earth is a disk, right? Mm -hmm. And yes, of in the center of the disk is the sure. North Pole. And yeah. radiating outwards from that are the continents. So a lot, of, a lot of flat earthers that I was watching YouTube videos of or reading their blogs, <sighs> they ascribed to the fact that the flat Earth looks like the logo for the UN. Yeah! <laughs> um, so, yeah, so the North Pole is in the middle, radiating outwards. And then along the outer edge, the circumference of the circle, is the South Pole? Yeah, and it's like a giant okay. spread It's out. a giant ice wall. Like, think yeah. the wall from Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. It's the wall. It's, I was just going to say, the wall. winter is coming. Winter oh, is coming. No. It's a 200 to 300 foot high ice wall. Right. Okay, that yeah. means the ice walkers are interdimensional time beings. <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Can we write this fanfic or what? <laughs> yeah, we totally okay. can. I mean, I'm for stars. 
they're just as interdimensional as like Bigfoots. So right, it's all right. actually yes. Terry Pratchett's estate might sue us though. Right, oh, See, that's my thing. Like I was, <laughs> I was looking at all of this stuff. I was, I was, I'm confused as to what they think is underneath. Like, are we actually a disc? Is it like a hunk of rock that like resembles an iceberg or mm-hmm. something? You know. Yeah, I don't I know. know. And all I kept thinking about was Discworld. I was yeah. like, so there's elephants, and then a yeah. turtle, <laughs> and then a yeah. turtle, yeah. <laughs> right. Flying through space. Right. Yeah. Um, For all our ner- our listeners who aren't as nerdy as we are, go read <laughs> any of Terry Pratchett's Discworld mm-hmm. books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're amazing. It's a really great fantasy series, and it's a parody of <laughs> lots of different things. Oh, yeah. But the, the main thing is that the world, the disc if you will, is a flat, uh, it's like a flat earth. So that is what the flat earth theory kind of believes. It's really, it's really hard for me to grasp. I was reading a lot of different blog posts. I was going through the flat earth society's website. There weren't a lot of actual studies about flat earth. I was going through some databases and most of what I found was talking about like why the earth isn't flat, which any flat earther worth their salt would tell you it's because there's a government conspiracy to cover up the fact that the (laughs) earth is flat. Yes. So I want to kind of go over some of the proof that they talk about. And I say proof in the loosest definition (laughs) of the word. So one of the main things they really focus on is um, the curvature of the earth and the Bedford level experiment is one of the biggest uh, experiments that they talk about. It was a series of observations carried out along a six mile length of um, the old Bedford river in Norfolk, England uh, during the 19th century. And then they, uh, a group of flat earthers in the UK just did it again last year. Really? Um, Yeah. So they're trying to measure the curvature of the earth. So the person who originally did this experiment was Samuel Burley Robotham. Um, and he conducted Wait, uh, when when was the original experiment? I'm sorry. I'm just getting to that. 1838. Oh, I apologize. Um, sorry. That's okay. So he claimed that the earth, it proved that the earth was flat. So hmm. what they did was they chose that this river, um, but it's really more like a canal. It's a really like small, mm-hmm. slow river, and you can see down the river. It's very straight. So Mm -hmm. somebody got in a boat um, at one point on the river Mm -hmm. and then rode the boat all the way, like six miles away. And I don't, I don't want to interrupt, but this sounds like the beginning of a Monty Python sketch. (laughs) Cause it is. Yeah, basically. He was doing performance art and no one. Right. (laughs) So he waited, he, this is, this is, he waded into the river. He used Mm -hmm. a telescope held it eight inches above the water. Okay. Okay, this is the part where I was reading this, and I was like, what? First of all, (laughs) he's like, no, because he is violating, like, two scientific things he should have actually known at the time. Like, he is holding... He will like so if you follow his premise that he's a scientist and he's doing this <laughs> one he's holding it in his hand so that means yep. it's not level and steady mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so if we're entertaining this idiot he's not doing that <laughs> right either no though if he had good vision and that like <laughs> nobody well because nobody else 
tested this and did sure, the right, same right. thing as him. So then, right. which of course that's because he's not really using the scientific method because he's not a scientist. Right. But if he wanted to have somebody else do it at the same time as him and see the same mm-hmm. thing that we just have to trust his vision. And it's- uh, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to read this little description from Wikipedia about this first experiment. So Robotham did this experiment a bunch of different times. Telescope at eight inches above the water to watch this boat with a flag on its mast. The flag was three feet above the water. Row slowly away from him. So he watched, he reported that he watched the the vessel and it remained constantly in his view for the full six miles to this bridge. Okay. Whereas... (laughs) This is my favorite part. So they like to say that if the water surface had been following the curvature of the earth, you know, if it had been curved with the accepted circumference of the earth, the top of the mast should have been some 11 feet below the line of sight. No, it should have been like into, into the ground. It was only miles long. No, exactly. So that was another thing I really wanted to talk about, which is that they seem to be really obsessed with the curvature of the earth proving that the like the fact that we can't visualize the curvature of the earth Uh, yeah as being fact Mm. a lot of the videos that i watched talked about different points where you know the curvature of the earth should have made something you know below the horizon right or how um so there's a bill nye episode from bill nye the science guy where he does the thing talking about the curvature of the earth with a boat um, and so there are a lot of videos where people are like, well, I'm standing on the beach with a high powered telescope and I can watch this boat go for however many miles. And it's like, well, okay. First of all, when they do this weird math, they're all assuming the earth is a sphere, but it is mm, not okay. a sphere. It is no. an oblong yeah. spheroid. So the circumference, mm-hmm. the circumference of the earth, the curvature of the earth is not constant going to be constant. It's not mm-hmm. completely round. Mm-hmm. The other thing is what you were pointing out, George, which is that six miles is is not not long long enough. enough. Yeah. Yeah. And in the Wikipedia article, it also said that a big thing is that you have to calculate for the impact that the atmosphere has on your observations. It messes with your eyesight. So you can, mm-hmm. and, and also your telescopic instruments, so you have to like factor that in. And yeah, that was available scientific information during that day and age. And he didn't <laughs> fucking use it. So I'm not like, why would well, you? The thing is, is that, I mean, as, as, as it was then, as it is now, they willfully and purposely don't because they yeah. think it's a conspiracy. Like, well, so, I don't. There, I think he just was trying to genuinely be a scientist because back then it was like doing DIY science all the time. That's true. That's true. So like he would have tried to keep up with the knowledge of the day so that he could be the citizen scientist, <laughs> and he just didn't use something that was available. And I he think just sucked at it. <clears throat> yeah, he was just bad. <laughs> he at was it. a terrible scientist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's really hard to do, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> There were a couple other things that I wanted to talk about. I wanted to come back to the whole like crossover with other conspiracy theories, mm-hmm. but we can do that after a break. Do you guys want to kind of share with me any, did you learn anything that I didn't about like what they believe um, and what not, their proof is? Not directly about flat earthers, but I learned some interesting things behind like people who like believe in the conspiracy theories kind of thing. Okay. That's about it. That's that would flatter. 
I have some flat earthers in information. Oh yeah. <laughs> Go for it. Deep. Okay. So I wanted to know more about like who these wackos were, this, <laughs> this first guy who came up with this. Right. So like mm-hmm. I was interested right. in him and I was like, what is his deal? Mm-hmm. So actually what I ended up wanting to know more about is he, so he, the guy who did the first observations who was a horrible scientist, he <laughs> actually did kind of like a, a, a debate almost, but not like he had a wager that he could prove the earth was flat. And then this guy who was an actual scientist, Alfred Russell Wallace, it mm-hmm. took him up on that. And mm-hmm. it kind of reminded me of like the Scopes monkey trial or yeah. Bill Nye debated that one dude about climate oh, change. No, it was Ken Ham. Dawkins so debated Ken Ham. Oh, climate change. On climate change. Yeah. So like it was interesting because it's the same thing over again where basically just draw attention to crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, like right. when anybody wants wants to talk to like Milo Yiannopoulos or whatever the fuck that Nazi's name is. I don't don't (laughs) fucking care. Um, Like whenever you talk to crazy like that, like that just draws people to them. Yeah. So it actually revived people's attention to him when this guy took his bet. Yeah. Um, But like, I get why a real scientist would try to like, be like, well, I can, I can show you with science how you're wrong. Like, that's one of the things science struggles with is they don't realize you can't fight this kind of crazy with the way that scientists are taught to share information. And I'm sure we'll talk about this more later, but anyway, so he did that. And then the whole thing sort of died off, but then this crazy woman with this hysterical name, what was her name? Oh, lady, um, lady Soddington Blount. (laughs) Soddington Blount. That's her name. And she, yeah. So her story, she married this guy, um, Lord Soddington. He had had a house and 6,000 acres or something coming to him because his his family got like... um, was like came over with William the Conqueror and then oh, was loyal to um whoever came Charles, next. King 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 Charles during the um Bonnie Bonnie Prince Charlie and like his family is really Catholic and they have all this money mm-hmm. and then he marries um oh no he was Blount so she became she was a Soddington <laughs> oh, um she he married her and it was a huge uproar with his family because she was anglican like very strong and his family was catholic and that's mm-hmm. the reason they mm-hmm. the money and power they did so they were having none of that so they didn't inherit the family anything. seat or anything mm-hmm. and then her family was interesting because her father was an architect and very mm-hmm. religious and he was sort of lower class, but like new people because he was an architect, mm-hmm. he built nice things. I can't remember. But anyway, so apparently she had four kids. Mm. Lady Soddington Blount had four <laughs> kids, but got bored later in life yeah. and decided like you to like, like you, you and decided to revive a very, Are very you- heavily Bible based 
flat earther thing. Like she got a publication going. She wrote these like handy, like four tenets of her beliefs that were all based in scripture and supported that wacky science guy. And like, it was, it was just like a whole thing. And then Bess and I were talking about how, (laughs) how, um, all of this stuff is recounted in this book that flat earthers all read now. Oh. Like this is their her- the heritage of their beliefs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it seemed like in my research I did, I came across there's like two different types of flat, flat earther. earther. Mm. And one yeah. is like the super religious, like creationist, uh-huh. like probably mm-hmm. believes that dinosaurs weren't real, like <laughs> 10,000 yeah. year old Early. earth disc flat earther. And then the other is part of what they would like to call the truth movement. I am thinking <laughs> that that comes from like 9-11 truthers. Oh, Jesus. Or like the birthers. We're going to talk yeah. about that on another episode because yeah. I have a lot of th- thoughts about that. <laughs> but yes, um, another will, phrase I that I heard in a YouTube video that I really loved was baller skeptics. <laughs> What? No. What? No. Don't be skeptic of the baller. No, like they're ballers and they're skeptics. I just want to spray them with a water bottle like a cat. No. No. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Is that that what you had, um, Nancy? Or did you have Um, more? Let's see. Well, I wrote something in all caps where I put gravity doesn't exist for right. Yeah, no, they seem to y'all, any- apparently apparently gravity four wise does not exist for questions. <laughs> so that yeah, was I, one of my reactions. That was I my have take. written down in my notes that like these people obviously don't understand gravity, inertia, or escape velocity. Like they just don't understand physics. Sounds like the Transformers yeah. movie I saw last night. <laughs> <laughs> the fourth yeah, Transformers pop culture movie. References in. Mm-hmm. in the fifth. Mm-hmm. No, it's the, mean, fourth the fifth one. one. What? No, it's the fifth Wait. one, George. What? Shit! Oh my god, I thought I was seeing the fourth one. It's the newest <laughs> one. Oh my god, what? When did Shia um, LaBeouf drop out? Like <laughs> two movies one? ago. Yeah. Okay. I Sorry. Think so. All right. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, let me grapple with that um, while you continue, Nancy. I was going to say um, the f- original pseudoscientist who came up with this idea wrote a pamphlet or a book called The Inconsistency of Modern Astronomy and Its Opposition to the Scriptures, two qu- exclamation points. And I wrote next to that, sounds like a terrible shit post. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. The other, one of the other things that uh-huh. I found, like, People talking about, so you know the blue marble picture, which yes, is one of the yes. only pictures that we have of the Earth that's not a composite. Mm-hmm. So they like to talk about how that's obviously fake. And then they also like to talk about how NASA, this gets into sort of a whole other thing about NASA. They, none of them like NASA. But anyway, they talk about like how all of the pictures that we have of Earth that are composite are mm-hmm. fake. Because they've all been photoshopped. Um, no, um, I watched an interview with a guy who works at NASA um, on pictures like that, and he was talking about mm. how yes, they are photoshopped, but it's because of the 
number of different pictures that have to be taken to get I was a composite. Just gonna say. They yeah. have to they have to take a bunch of different pictures. The sun's not always in the same place. You know, mm -hmm. they have to kind of blend everything together. So it's mm -hmm. more like a cosmetic Photoshop than a composite. Like, yeah. It's really a, than a lie. photo. Yeah. It is. It's literally a composite photo. But yeah. anyway, they talked about how uh, that meant yes. that was flat because mm -hmm. I would ask them do they reasons. think all they think all photos are lies yeah because I know right? none of them yeah really are made by human eyes <laughs> they're made by machinery yeah. <laughs> all right they only believe so, paintings <laughs> yes right and then the even truer flat earthers only believe ancient lambskin lamb scrotum scrolls that you find <laughs> in an ancient library yeah. Right. Yes. Um, so I, I found some flat earthers in my sojourn on the internet. Mm -hmm. um, if we're going to work backwards in time, so starting now, um, B.O.B. Ah. is a flat earther. He has as his Twitter profile picture the UN flag. That's mm -hmm. how serious he is about this. No. Yep. Oh, and my God. One of my favorite posts because he i think everyone remembers last year he had this weird spate of trying to convince people on twitter that the earth was flat um there was a post i'll tell you guys it's january the 24th of january 2016 posted at 7:05 p.m so you can go look at it yourselves um he is standing on a very snowy cold mountaintop and the caption says the cities in the background are approximately 16 miles apart Where's the curve? Please explain this. But the greatest <laughs> thing about this photograph is if you look, there is like, I don't, okay, I don't know if this is like actually what's causing it, but the ray of the sun that like got captured in the photograph is like curving slightly. <laughs> <laughs> explain that, B.O.B. Like, what the fuck? Um, yeah, I totally want to talk about B.O.B. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it this this Billboard article recaps his other uh, tweets. Like one, I mean, they're just kind of mm. nonsensical. Like this one just says, "Time lapse photos of stars form perfect circles. How is this possible?" But uh, are you asking, or are you trying to say that like that's not possible? Like, do you even know <laughs> how they take? Do you know? Do you even know how they take time lapse photos? Like, it's so confusing. Um, and then, of course, everyone knows that Neil deGrasse Tyson had a very, very clear things to say about his. But the thing about B.O.B. and I will also mention Tila Tequila is that they both believe in the flat earth, but they also are Holocaust deniers. Oh, so this is the darker. I mean, we were going to talk about this anyway, but I'm just giving y'all a taste of it now is that like like flat earthing comes with a lot of other conspiracy theories and some of them are stupid but some of them are like really dangerous like this like that is super anti-semitic it's very dangerous especially in the time we live in now when yeah, there's such racism and anti-semitism and everything and it's it's just it's very disturbing and and it struck me that it was weird that both flat earthers are both Holocaust snars. Like it was a weird pairing, but yeah. You know. Yeah. And then I have um, a little bit of insight into that, but we'll get to okay. that later. Yeah. yeah. So let's do uh, 
<laughs> Let's take a little break. I'm going to yes. uh, spin some tunes. I think you're all going to really enjoy this uh, <laughs> track from, from our boy B.O.B. Uh, it's called I mean, it's true. Flat we still lines. like this music. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to put a little taste of the song Flatlines in here for you guys. Yeah, you ain't seen my best. Checkmate in a game of chess. Globalist, see me as a threat. Free thinking, got a world at my neck, huh? And my paranoid picture, Malcolm X in a room full of bigs, trying not to bust a sweat. Hey, Neil Tyson need to loosen up his vest. They probably write that man one hell of a check. Hey, I'm over here on this side of town. Come on over, 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 over here, try to clown. Hey. I never piped down if they weren't coming for me, then they definitely coming for me now. I can't even keep my phone charged up. All the shit I'm talking, I should get my own barred up. Rappers, get off of my dick and get your own bars up. Vladimir and Liz's breath got the clone scared, cuz whoop. Use, use, use your common sense. Why is NASA part Department of Defense? They divided up the seas into 33 degrees. Feeding kids masonry, bro. Be careful what you read. Flatline, flatline. It's no superior bloodline. Flatline, flatline. You got me once, but that died. Hey, voice, voice. Do I have a voice? Do I give a fuck? All right, we're back. We're going to talk more about the conspiracy theories that kind of go hand in hand with flat earth theory. And before we broke, George and Nancy were talking about um, Tila Tequila and B.O.B. both being Holocaust deniers and flat earth theorists, which is kind of interesting. So, Nancy, you said you have a little insight into that. What do you what do you bring into the table? (laughs) My public health background is specifically in health behavior and health education. So essentially I learned a lot about human behavior, like the psychology of human behavior. Like why would somebody believe something like flat earth theory? And I also found some helpful articles that saved me from the pit of despair when I was doing all of this research. So basically humans stories um we love to tell stories that's how like the strongest information gets transmitted to us like when you're talking about things that people remember um things people can repeat to you we talk about how telling stories is super important like get people to change their health habits like we want you to brush your teeth more like one of the effective ways to do that is like if you were doing a commercial to tell a little story about how timmy loved his strawberry toothpaste and he never got a cavity or something like tell a story and that really sticks in people's brains yeah um, because of our psychology yeah and humans tell stories either about like where we come from where our place is and everything Mm -hmm. we tell stories about yeah like our viewpoints our values our core beliefs stuff like that so an oral history i think for a long time that's cemented in our dna probably mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. that's how we could tell each other like you know um this one time i was hunting the buffalo and this is what happened and you should learn things from that because that'll help you not get killed right Um, right this guy wrote this really good article that i will share on our facebook page as well so our listeners can go and check it out it was called why would anyone believe the earth is flat Um, 
because that's literally the phrase I googled <laughs> when I was when I right, was in yeah. despair. I was like, right, why would yeah. anyone believe the earth is flat? But basically, what he said was that we use our stories to give explanatory power to make causal sense of the world around us and help us navigate through our lives yeah. to give us meaning and purpose. Mm -hmm. So, like, um, conspiracy people are just engaged to these two kind of storytelling things mm -hmm. um he's talking about how like the scientific narrative people some people don't see themselves in the scientific narrative mm -hmm. like religious people so they have to reject the narrative of science to believe the really like literal biblical things that right. they yeah. are taught to believe like, right. Know. So they're going to reject something that negates their found meaning in life. Right. Just like we talked about right. last week with Go. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, um, oh, another reason, and this one I found interesting because I haven't actually thought of this before, but another reason to reject scientific narrative is we feel we do not have meaning within them or sure. we do not belong to the community that created them. Yeah. So I want to like highlight here. It's interesting to me, and this might be like me just going on a tangent, but it's interesting that Tila Tequila and B.O.B. are people of color. And historically, science has really not been kind or served people of color. Yeah, They're yeah. not. They've more often been test subjects or mm -hmm. That's like true. Yeah. victims or, of, of racist science, right. and they themselves are not leaders within or, science. Or they haven't seen the representation that's out there of people of color doing scientific things. Exactly. Right. So if you don't see yourself there, right. or you're literally, like, the two of them are entertainers. They're literally not scientists. Right. So technically, science isn't their community. So, right. and also if historically certain communities are groups have been lied to by authority mm. like government or science mm -hmm. or by lied to by science or large organizations or the people yeah. in charge yeah then you're gonna be more suspicious because you need to be like of, right. of course in yeah. charge so i'm not right. excusing and them using their platforms and not their brains but there's context for it I guess. right right um, and i would i would like to say that like um you know, I see a lot of like some anti-intellectualism on various platforms and it mostly comes in the form of things like there will be an algebra equation and someone is like, why do I need to know this? I can't use this to like, it's, you know, like, when am I going to use this? Blah, blah, blah. It's useless. I don't know how to balance a checkbook, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, here's the revolutionary idea. We teach students algebra and we teach them how to balance a checkbook yeah like it's not difficult well, but but the anti-intellectualism part is that this is why equations are important this is mm -hmm. why you need to introduce children to math and teach them to love math and see how it's important and it makes up our world because then they're just going to grow up into believing the earth is flat because they're not right. engaged with that math they're not engaged with the science there's no story there's nothing interesting there for them Right. There's right. no emotional and, connection. Right. right. Exactly. Well, and they're also not being taught it's good to be critical thinkers. Right. Um, yeah. Like if you're in a, it, the same thing goes again. Like if you're in an underprivileged group that's mm -hmm. been historically oppressed Abused. and you're low, yeah. or even, or even if it's a class thing, if you are yeah. a lower income, you're not encouraged to think independently. You're not taught to critically think because you're always going to be the worker. You're never going to be yeah. the boss. 
so you don't need to, you're not at least in the u.s if you are a certain class level you're not taught to think creatively or to like engage with like thinking right. you are just either you accept what we tell you or you reject it because you need to learn like street skills like how right. to like make it on you know like hustle on the street or whatever because it's not it's either not relevant to your life or you've never been encouraged to think right that way. yeah and this guy in this article points out science is difficult like yeah. <laughs> science and math require training and they're hard yeah. so like taking ownership of the narrative mm -hmm. is really difficult if you like say have a crappy math teacher or mm -hmm. a series of crappy math teachers you're never trained mm -hmm. right then how when bill nye says go out and do an experiment and try it yourself well how that's like telling a like a fish to go use a ladder if you've like never been trained right yeah I mean, I guess that's kind of where this whole thing with, like, the obsession with, like, calculating the curvature of the Earth from wherever you're standing comes it's from. It's accessible. For me. It's accessible to them. They're really, really into yeah. evidence that they can see with their own eyes. Mm -hmm. Right. But that doesn't take into account basically just the massive size of the Earth. <laughs> and yes. the varying points, an, like, the, the yeah. varying height of the yes. of the of the land like mm -hmm. right that's another psychological thing where humans are really naturally very bad at statistics yeah you yeah. don't have any real like when people say i can tell with my gut that's called intu that's intuitive thinking is what you're talking about yeah but our intuition cannot do difficult statistics or science like mm -hmm. you have to use the part of your brain the the conscious part of your brain that logics things out that's more difficult to use and sometimes more stressful honestly yeah. <laughs> but mm -hmm. you have to use that part of your brain to understand this kind of stuff and some people there's no motivation for them to do that mm -hmm. so i mean i think that like one of the reasons we said right i think that one of the things that really confused me was that a lot of the flat earthers would say that we are being not we are not being critical thinkers by just accepting that the earth is round is a, is a, is a sphere like right. the, and i think that's the same kind of thing that like um the alt-right and like skeptics quote mm -hmm. unquote skeptics do where they um try to kind of insist that you need to hear them out yeah mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah and mm -hmm. it's just kind of like it's creepy it, it's disturbing. Yeah, it's it is because well, right. Yeah, it, the the guy in this article says that like they do the appeal to common sense or what you're, you're talking about, which is like using our defense as their support for their views. Um, for a couple of reasons. The first one is recapturing their feelings, feeling of independence and control. Mm. Like if you can be above mainstream thinking and find a place where you can be unique right. and controversial, then you feel more significant and you right. have a sense of purpose. And I think you so think just like, they think the that's, that's where all writers, sorry, all right guys come from. That's where yeah. they, they, they feel like there's, it's not a coincidence, obviously that the rise of Thatcher and all this stuff for women in society is making a lot of men feel like 
there's no place for them, even though that's completely irrational and they haven't stopped to consider perhaps the way that they want to be is not a good way to be. But anyway, right. <laughs> that's a different, this is, a different this, episode. but this is that that's them when they do all right shit, that's them trying to recapture. Right. And I mean, they have a sense of entitlement for their opinion to be heard too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so they're going to find a controversial and unique point of view that's not mainstream. And now, oh, look at me. Mm -hmm. I'm important suddenly again. Yeah. And this is where I feel bad about the whole people of color not kind of subscribing to this because you want that feeling of control and independence back. Right. Mm -hmm. So, like, that might drive some people, not everybody, but this will mm-hmm. drive people to religion to recapture that feeling or conspiracy yeah. theories. Um, I was going to say about fascism. <laughs> now that yeah. we started talking about it, I, I literally found, when I was Googling around, I found a Facebook page that says ecological flat earth fascism. Nice. And I was just like, why? Yeah. Why would you take? Why? 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 Like, I, because it's, it's just it's edgy and it makes them feel so, superior and yeah. in control. But it's like, I don't know. It's just it's such a to me, ecology and fascism are such diametrically opposed sorts of things. Like, it's just it's kind of wild. Well, that is interesting too because that's like obviously a a world view viewpoint but they're coming from the viewpoint of like the old school view where um, oh, that comes like, from the bible but also comes from capitalism where we're the smartest creatures on this oh, planet yeah. it's ours we're quote in charge unquote, of it quote and, unquote social Dar- darwinism yeah exactly exactly survival of the fittest white man Man is clearly the strongest and the best, yeah. and he owns the earth and everything. Yeah, on it. that kind of well, eighteen hundreds shit. Yeah, and speaking of the eighteen hundreds and religion, I found a very fascinating article. I will say straight front uh, up front that it is a HuffPo article. It's a Huffington Post <laughs> article. Well, but that's fine. They, sometimes, sometimes um, they got good stuff. Yeah. So this guy wrote this article, and the premise of the article was that um, the opposition between um, the church, I mean, religion in general, but also the Catholic church, was manufactured, or the church and science, sorry, um, was manufactured by this guy back in the 1800s. That doesn't surprise me. It was famous. It's interesting because this guy... Um, he grew up in an Anglican, very religious Anglican family, but then he just dropped religion entirely. Um, and he wrote this very erroneous history, um, pamphlet about this Mm. other guy who, um, who started a myth about how, um, Columbus and the Catholic church were dumb and thought that the earth was flat. But this guy dug into yeah. it. Yeah, this guy dug into it, and he was like, "No, the church absolutely believed the world was round. The real everybody's believed the Earth was round since like the sixth long... century." Yeah, yeah, no, the and that was my other thing. I started looking some more. The um, the Earth was determined to be a, a, an oblong spheroid, um, mm-hmm. like 
2000 BCE, like that's before the common era for you non-science people. Um, so like, and, and, and it was just widely accepted. Like nobody thought it was wrong. I mean, that's why Christopher Columbus thought that he could go to China, yeah. to India. Cause they, that <laughs> yeah. was, that was his beef with the Cardinals is that he was like, Oh, it's only, it's, it's only this big. And the Cardinals were like, uh, no, but that, I mean, that's, yeah. So it's, it was just fascinating that this guy in the 1800s decided to throw shit at the church based on these, this other guy who was throwing shit at the church. Like it was just kind of amazing <laughs> that it just snowballed like that. And it, it was kind of manufactured and it also um, did kind um, of throw some my- fire, some fuel on the fire of, um, you know, reviving flat earthism too. Yeah. Fun and fun personal Nancy anecdote. Uh, <laughs> my hub my hubby Ned Nickerson and I <laughs> word. <laughs> Shout out to Nancy Drew fans out there. Uh we were discussing this yesterday and he also had schooling that sort of alluded to that story you're talking about where he's like, No, they didn't. They, they, they thought the earth was round, like back with Columbus and stuff. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yes, like that, yes. And, but I wasn't mad at him because I was a little bit hazy on that too. Right. Cause there's that myth that of how long ago we figured out the earth was round mm-hmm. that right. I think is even more persistent. Which, for yeah. Everyone. Yeah. And yeah. And you know, I, I will say as a personal anecdote, I read the story of how, um, I can't remember his name, but he did this famous. Yeah, he did this famous experiment with um, some obelisks, and he determined that the Earth was curved. Yeah, Yeah, and you know what? That was the personalizing moment for me. I mean, not that I didn't believe that the Earth was round before then, but if we're talking about our personalization theme, it's it's about you know learning the history behind it and how this guy like ran all over the place, like going back and forth and sundials and like. It was a crazy story. Between Egypt and Greece. Between right. Egypt and Greece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it and made a man walk. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was it was it was a good story. And I just think that's, you know, that that should be taught more in school because it's a good story. Yeah. I agree. So that was that was fascinating. And um yeah, yeah. Just shit shit throwing has been around for a long time, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was your your thing with the church reminded me. Um, another important thing to note about the fact that um flat earthing came into existence was pushback from Darwin. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um there was a huge religious pushback um against science mm-hmm. during the era that Darwin put forth yeah um and that was also when spiritualism was getting pretty popular too yeah like, people were really battening down on religiosity <laughs> as this new science was coming into play which is yeah. pretty common in society when there's a big step forward people don't mm-hmm. like there's a certain chunk of the population that is not going to want to take that right. step forward yeah and we actually talk about it in health behavior in behavior psychology as like there's a bell curve of the society of um, how quickly they want to adopt a new idea, any new idea. So there's always predictable chunks of people that Hmm. will adopt a new idea 
in through time. So there's always going to cool. be a small group at the on the one side of the bell curve mm -hmm. who are ready for any new idea. They'll mm -hmm. try any new thing. This is like trailblazing crazy people like uh -huh. <laughs> they're they're yeah. always and they're sometimes the ones developing the new stuff themselves. So this is like Elon right. Musk, like yeah, or Richard Branson. Um, sure. And then there's, and then as you go along the bell curve, um, you add people like yeah. who pick it up. There's some people who, and, and your education goes along with it too. So right. like more educated people tend to be further left on the bell curve of adopting things. Right. Sure. Um, and then like the majority of the population is like in the middle, like they're going to wait for it to catch on steam they're gonna wait for more influential people to also gather around and be like mm -hmm. hey, i think this mm -hmm. is good mm -hmm. yeah and then finally everyone will adopt it but there's always the people on the very far right uh, <laughs> of the bell curve who who will never either never adopt it or mm -hmm. it will have to be like forced upon them that they can't like, go anywhere without it in your water exactly another podcast episode um uh shoot i shouldn't be um oh that that reminded me of i read this great book about um uh sigmund freud and cocaine and how uh cocaine didn't really catch on until famous people started doing it and uh and uh then it just caught on like like wildfire for some reason like <laughs> well it also took them like 30 years to refine it so that it's the cocaine we know now yeah yep yep yeah that's all i got <laughs> <laughs> so um this article um he also oh yeah about um how to fight against flat earth things hmm. But um, I, I don't want to go into that if, Bess, you have some other stuff you wanted to talk about or... Um, yeah, most of what I wanted to talk about was just about how, like, apparently, if you're a flat earth theorist, if, like, if you believe in the flat earth theory, you probably also think the moon landing was faked. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, and that NASA... Is okay, this came, this came up in a bunch of different videos and blog posts that I found, mm -hmm. and I kept, like, banging my head against <laughs> the wall. Like, I wanted to throw my laptop across the room. My husband was yeah. like, what are you doing? <laughs> so, I'm, like, obsessed with the idea that NASA is a giant conspiracy that just wants your tax dollars. Dude, NASA's getting defunded. Some libertarian shit. So, <laughs> yeah. NASA, like, they throw around the number. Um, so NASA's budget last year, I think, was like $18.5 billion. That's it? That's yeah, so, chump change. Okay, yeah. so we we say that, right? They're like, they took $18.5 billion of your tax money. Like, they're, <laughs> like, what are they doing with that money? Faking moon landings and Mars rovers. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah. That just makes me think of the line in Hairspray where <laughs> uh, her mom is just like, I still don't believe it. <laughs> yeah. But it's just like, I don't know, it just made me like really mad because I was like, yeah. When you think about how big, this is, ugh, fuck, it's like, it's the same fucking thing as like, I'm being obsessed with the curvature of the earth and not being able to see it. 
where like if you think about how big the budget of the united states is oh yeah oh, yeah you like, can't estimate yeah you, you can you can look at 18.5 billion dollars on its own and say that is a huge amount of money Right. Like, I can't even fathom that amount of money. Mm-hmm. But, but the defense budget is, like, trillions of right. dollars. Exactly. So it's like, yep. you, you, you can't look at these things out of context. Like, you can't cherry pick the things that you want to look at and then not examine them in the context in which they make sense. So, yes. like, $18.5 billion in the context of the overall budget of the United States is chump change it's like not even a penny worth your tax dollars like you have to like i don't know so so yeah so it's the same thing where they're like oh well you can't see the curvature of the earth and it's like it's because the earth is so fucking huge that's why you can't see it with your own eyes like get your head out of your ass (laughs) yeah that actually reminded me of a point i was going to make and i'm not sure i did which happens to me all the time um uh the thing about um human brains are not intuitively built to understand statistics like they can't one of the big problems that people who are teaching others about like you're talking about large numbers and other difficult concepts Mm -hmm. is that we i literally took a class for an entire semester about this but the human brain literally cannot give meaning to large numbers yeah like because we are so experience based because we're mammals and that's how Mm -hmm. we're wired Mm -hmm. like under normal circumstances we can only intellectually or cognitively understand large numbers and we have to have it taught to us we don't born knowing that we're born good at language we're not born understanding statistics so like that that is a really really imagine common. imagine popping out of the womb understanding statistics <laughs> right? that'd be so crazy oh my God. anyway <laughs> so um, it's a huge struggle for educators or anyone who's trying to not convince these people to really get them to understand instead on an emotional level how right. numbers work mm-hmm. which is where why i took that class which was essentially the goal of the class how, how do yeah. you make people emotionally and really like behaviorally take in statistics because mm-hmm. if you tell somebody well there's a one in ten thousand chance you'll get this that's and- actually pretty big like or i mean that's actually pretty significant that's not good if that's oh. like a cancer number that's not good oh, God. Oh, but no. like emotionally you're like Ten thousand—that's a big number. <laughs> that's a, I just did. That's I just the exact, <laughs> exact reaction that George just had. Yeah, like oh, no. oh ten thousand. <laughs> but now, <laughs> I, I, when you said cancer, I was like, oh no. <laughs> right. So there's an emotional value and a gut value attached to numbers for whatever reason. And you have to figure out a way to navigate past that so that people will actually understand what they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And if you don't do a good job, which our public school system, like you tell me if they would do a good job, <laughs> like, that's what right. we're working against. Right. I'm mad about the moon landing too, for um, the reasons you said best, but also because like I 
can see totally valid reasons to be annoyed about the space race and the cold war that are more, <laughs> like politically like motivated by me but like don't fucking take the moon landing from us that's like one of the exactly. best things we've done as a species like <laughs> we suck at a lot but we landed on really? the moon <laughs> like, yeah, really this is some like when i wrote in my notes like this is some libertarian don't trust the government shit. Yeah. like yeah yeah i it agree was with libertarians on a few things but this is oh. not one of them <laughs> not it was the interesting to me um talking about tila tequila and bob as being people mm. of color who are also into flat earth theory yeah because um in my research most of the people that i saw videos of or that i was reading their blogs it was a lot of white people yeah the <laughs> um which i think is pretty common for conspiracy theorists yeah, yeah. Very. um Mostly because so, it I just happen, never happens to them right. in large numbers. <laughs> I kind of just, so just want to throw that out there. Right. Yeah, and then sure. I think I think it's it's also um, a way for like a lot of fascist groups to like brainwash <laughs> yeah. people and like get them out of the mainstream because I think that's how a lot of hate groups work. You take mm -hmm. people out of the like, I mean, not mainstream, but the rational world, it's much easier to control them to feed them, you know, lies about other races and people. Um, yeah. So it just all works together to make this really awful, hateful yeah. storm of a person, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. White people. I mean, other white people. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime you take somebody away from support or community for whatever reason, you are making them vulnerable to all sorts of ideas, health problems. Yeah. Animals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so on that note, <laughs> we're going to take a little break and uh, play some tunes. Uh, a little bit of a counterpoint to our B.O.B. Uh, <laughs> break earlier and then uh we'll come back and give you some recommendations and uh other fun facts all right listen bob once and for all the earth looks flat because one you're not far enough away at your size two your your size isn't large enough relative to earth to notice any curvature at all it's a fundamental fact of calculus and non-Euclidean geometry. Small sections of large curved surfaces will always look flat to little creatures that crawl upon it. But this, but this whole thing, it's just a symptom of a larger problem. There's a growing anti-intellectual strain in this country. That many, that it may be the beginning of the end of our informed democracy. Of course, in a free society, you can and should think whatever you want. And if you want to think the world is flat, go right ahead. But if you think the world is flat and you have influence over others, as would successful rappers or even presidential candidates, then being wrong becomes being harmful to the health, the wealth, and the security of our citizenry. Discovery and exploration got us out of the caves, and each generation benefits from what previous generations have learned. Isaac Newton, my man, said... I have, if I have seen farther than others, it's by standing on the shoulders of giants. I get an amen. Woo. So that's right, B.O.B. When you stand on the shoulders of those who came before, you might just see far enough to realize the earth isn't flat. 
And by the way, this is called gravity. All right, we're back. Um, we're gonna give you some recommendations of stuff that we think you should check out. Uh, Nancy, do you want to go first? Sure do. Um, <laughs> check out the website that I'm going to link us to in the Facebook. It's um, it's the website I fucking love science, and it's an article about what you can like why conspiracy theorists happen like I was quoting from it and it also tells you toward the end what you can do to talk to people who believe in conspiracy theories in a way that they'll actually respond to um it sort of helps the conspiracy theorists walk through logical thinking while also appealing to their emotions like I believe you but let's do this thought experiment because people get defensive if you don't yeah. um, believe them I would urge people to um do something sciencey go to a science museum <laughs> watch a watch a hank green video on youtube um, yeah watch some sci show yeah exactly and then um please learn about the cold war because it's so relevant to today but also mm -hmm. you'll learn about the space race and why the moon landing isn't fake um, <laughs> I'm probably going to talk a lot about the Cold War in the future. <laughs> That's so because you like the Americans. No, yes, but <laughs> also the politics of the Cold War are very relevant. Yes. <laughs> All right. I'm just warning our listeners that I will be talking about this in the future. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Um, so I want to recommend that everybody go um, have, sign on to Netflix and watch, uh, there's a couple of really great episodes of Bill Nye Saves the World, um, his new Netflix show, uh, specifically the episode about malarkey, which is about uh, lots of the kinds of stuff we're going to be talking about on our podcast in the future. Um, he talks about Flat Earth a little bit in that episode. He talks about chemtrails. He talks about <laughs> just other kinds of conspiracy theories. So um, definitely go check that out. It's uh, really funny. It's pretty great, and it'll give you a kick in the nostalgia pants if you grew up watching Bill Nye in science class. <laughs> Who didn't? What are you thinking, George? I'm thinking, um, so there's this great webcomic. I'm going for a little bit of the levity here, but there's a great webcomic called The Oatmeal. I don't know if any of our listeners have heard of it. I know you, Bess, and you, Nancy, have all read it. It's very funny. Um, so you should read all of his comics. They're great. But the one that I thought of the most when I was researching for this um, episode was called Believe. And it's a very cute, very revealing um, comic about the science, like Nancy was talking about, uh, the science of belief and why people... Um, are so vehem like vehemently reject things that go against their belief system and it has adorable drawings of birds in it and hmm. it's great so that's we'll definitely uh we'll definitely link that yes. on the yep. facebook page too for yep. our listeners so make sure you're following us on facebook at uh, the triple hoax podcast and um you can also check us out here on soundcloud um Podbean. You can find us on the Podcast Addict. 
Um, we're hoping that you can find iTunes. us on iTunes soon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so go ahead, uh, like our page. Oh, follow us on Twitter at the Triple Hoax. Follow us on Tumblr at the Triple Hoax. Email um, us old school Gmail. Yeah, <laughs> email us at the tri- the Triple Hoax at gmail.com. <laughs> Let us know how we're doing. Um, follow us. We on haven't Tumblr. gotten any emails. Oh. Yeah, we haven't gotten any oh. emails yet, um, except for confirmation emails from SoundCloud. So oh, thank God. Fill up that, I was uh, concerned about that. Fill up that that uh, email inbox for us. All yes. twenty five uh, of you. Follow us. Follow us on Tumblr at. Um, she said the, that. Oh shit! My bad. Cut that part out. <laughs> um, special, <laughs> special thank you. Shout out to um, Jump the Shark, Jumping the Shark podcast for taking my uh, strong opinions about the X-Files into consideration <laughs> in their latest episode. <laughs> Go check them out. Um, they're cool. They're awesome. They have really great thoughts about TV. Um, they also feel similarly about Zag Baggins. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so shout out to that. Um, I wish I had I wish I had a hometown hoedown throwdown for you guys this week. But, but alas, I do. I do not. I, but Nancy I, does. Nancy, yes, that's me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, listeners. Um, so this is not really related to the supernatural. <laughs> it could be. I don't know <laughs> anything about this man, but um, it's a beach town that everyone goes to from our hometown everybody always goes to this beach town to go like that's what the the hit kids do they go hang out at this beach town in the summer because it's only like an hour and a half drive another away. another clue as to where our hometown is yes the, the, um, the beach that we're going to is lake michigan mm-hmm. yes um yeah not the ocean um <laughs> um so every this one year I went, I was driving with a group of people and I don't think Nance, uh, Buster George came with me because they did not witness this with me. <laughs> um, so we're driving and there is a, like, we're driving by all these little houses cause it's a cute little beach town. Right. And we're driving by these houses and there's an older gentleman (laughs) older man appearing person who's out with a push mower in their front yard and it's it's warm out because it's summer but it's not that hot it's probably just in the 70s it's not too bad and Uh he's pushing his mower and i don't know if our listeners remember the movie borat (laughs) i only saw saw commercials of it but i know he wears the crazy like string mono bikini that like no men wear ever but he does it for a joke anyway <laughs> is pushing his lawnmower he is wearing a a a speedo song bathing suit and that's it dare we say and dare we say a banana hammock a <laughs> banana hammock that's correct and it's like electric yellow and like he's pushing his mower and you can see he has a camcorder like set up on a tripod filming yep. himself and yep. i thought i i thought i was hallucinating i thought it was like a weird <laughs> mirage i didn't know what it was i just was like hoping that somehow i could 
explain it in some way to myself. <laughs> and so I got back home later that day and I Googled like man in thongs, <laughs> name of the insert name of town here, question <laughs> mark. And luckily I didn't get a bunch of porn results because that would have been <laughs> bad. <laughs> um, like a random chat board, someone was like, yeah, there's this dude and he does this regularly. Like, this is his thing. We'll just see him out there. And I'm like, felt, I felt vindicated. I felt like I didn't have some sort of weird time traveling. I didn't have amnesia. Mm. I was okay because some dude wanted to get his freak on wearing, wearing a banana hammock while mowing his lawn. And that's my hometown throwdown hoedown. Thank Truly. you, Michigan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bless. <laughs> <laughs> um, Thanks for that. RIP in peace. All right. <laughs> so that's all we have for this week. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, remember to follow us Thanks, on all the various guys. social medias that I mentioned not long ago. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Yeah, bye. Bye.